Es que... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck it. I don't care. Wow. I have no. I have no clue if your headphones were on when I ripped that hellacious part. No. <laughs> I no. That that one. I don't even. I really hope that the mic picked it up. <laughs> I'll I'll let you know. But I can't live like uh. this. Hey, I found my water cap. <laughs> I told you it was over there. <laughs> found my bottle cap. Yeah, I heard. I told you it was over there. Way, o- way over there. <laughs> oh, that happened. I think it just fell over and blew it off. Probably. Wow. All right. <sighs> Can't just leave well enough alone. There we go. That's not good. That's not oh, good God. either. <laughs> no. You look like freaking powder. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Mike. We've made it to episode 50. 50. 50. It's awfully nifty. It's 50. It's the Mike Singletary episode, and we have something in common with Mike Singletary. What do we have in common with Mike Singletary? Well, here in Chicago, he's a Hall of Fame linebacker of the greatest defense ever to play in the NFL. And now by you, he was one of the worst coaches ever to coach an NFL franchise. (laughs) But he did save Vernon Davis's career. Yes, he did. When he kicked him off the field, that was like the turning point for him, where he's like, oh, I can't be a dick. Right, yeah. I, I mean, my, my actions have consequences? What? Yeah, what's that like? The criminals here in Chicago and, don't know what that's like yet. They still and do gave us one of the want. best post-game speeches ever with the I want winners. Can't do it. Won't do it. Yeah, I love it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. Can't win them. Can't yep. coach them. Can't, can't do, do it. it. I love that speech, man. There's only a few I speeches too. I rewatch. That's one of them. And the other one is the Oklahoma coach. Oklahoma State coach. I'm a man. I'm 40. You know, that coach. You come after me. <laughs> right. Not my kids. That that co- that speech is like all time. Those two together, I, I could watch them all day on repeat on YouTube. I remember listening to the Mike Singletary one live. When oh. I, was listening, I was listening to the Niners uh, post-game? Like radio broadcast, the post-game show. Okay. And I remember that came out. I was like, hell yeah. Like, let's go. I like this guy. And then like a year and a half later, I'm like, can we fire him, please? <laughs> this is not good. This he, is bad football. I don't know where he went off the rails, but um, he was a disciplinarian. He's a great uh, – he didn't put up a bullshit, think, but he just wasn't – No, I think he was a great position coach. Yeah, he was a great I position think coach, but he, he couldn't handle the be, whole thing. Yeah, he, he wasn't ready to be a, a head football coach. Right, there's too many things you have to do. In the NFL. Be, doing at the same time and he just wasn't ready for that but this is episode 50 and i am mike morazzo and you are brandon silvera and we're back after a week off and uh, a mental health a mental health break by a week and to those who are listening sometimes you have to take a mental health break for yourself and last week was for me so i appreciate it (laughs) thank you because seriously uh brandon and i see so much shit at work and, and have to face so many things at work. Every day, it's the same shit in a different package. 
And after it a while, really it, it gets to you. So I had had a horrible weekend at work and just didn't want to talk about anything uh, last Monday. So, But now we can talk about it because it's gone and I've freed my mind, cleared my mind. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, in the past two weeks since we've spoken, you're still training someone, correct? Yes. How's I'm that? almost done. Oh, One wow. more week. That's fast. Then she can, then she can, she's been with me for six weeks. That long already? Yes. This is, we're coming up on week six, okay. and then she goes off to the next one. Wow. So how's it going? I get my car back. Yay. It's going. So exciting to it, get your it, car back. People don't know how it's cool that is. Oh, God, it's so much better. Like, you can drive. You don't have to, like, why are we doing this this way? Why are we not driving to the high crime areas where all the bad people are? Why are we continue? Why are we driving around the rich neighborhood? Stop it. You're not going to find crime here. Go away. Go to the bad part. Go to the part that's kind of scary. I don't want to go there. Go to the bad part. That's scary. <laughs> so uh, how was your last two weeks? Well... It was. Uh, it's fine. She. she <laughs> it's so. Okay. She's progressing. It's it, it's ro- it's rotation one stuff. It's like, hey, you're brand new at being a cop. You don't know anything, right? <laughs> so you say weird things, and you do weird things, and I just look at you and go, "What? The, what was that? What? Was, why? <laughs> why are you doing that? Yeah, what are you doing that for? Stop it." So it, it's fine. She's, it's nothing that is going to stop her from progressing on. So it reminds me, I do have to write her like rotation evaluation. A rotation evaluation. Yeah. So basically it's like a summation of all the training to this point. Of rotation, like, hey. evaluation, summation. What else? Yeah, yeah, see, I'm I'm a poet and you didn't know it. Did not even know it. So I gotta get that done like this week sometime. Any good stuff? She can type. She writes decent reports. Not her. Any good calls you guys went on? Oh good calls. Hand any good stuff. Um, She see any good stuff. Yeah, she actually I mean like it was kind of a quasi use of force. Well, I mean, there was it's force used, but it wasn't force. reportable. Oh. Well, that's where it's at. It's like, is it reportable force, or is it like he was being a dick, and we grabbed him really hard and like used force to put his hands behind his back? Not like we beat the shit out of this dude. Right, but now we, anytime we put physically put our hands on someone, not if we're just doing a regular arrest and you're putting your hand mm-hmm. cuff on somebody, that doesn't count. But if you have to physically grab them and then force them, then we have to do a use of force report, which is stupid. Well, see, for us, it's, I mean, you basically write it the same. There's just, like, a template that you have to then fill out on top of it of, like, what kind of force was used? Why did you use force? Like, I, if you read the report, you'll see all of that. Right. It's, it's clearly so It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's funny because he's a frequent flyer, and every time this dude gets, like, super high, he's a problem. Yeah, And I was just talking to a buddy of mine of like, you know, I really need to find someone that's like kind of like kind of a dick and not going to just go with the program with her. He goes, oh, you should find so-and-so. <laughs> he usually oh, hangs out re- here. Like, oh, that's a really good idea. Let's go find him like uh, like the next day. And then the next day a call came out and someone like came up over the radio and say, hey, k- uh, just for your uh, information, buddy, it's it's going to be so-and-so. 
Nice. Oh, good. I we'll be right us. there. <laughs> yeah. We're on the way. We're in route. And we show up, and sure enough, like, these two dudes are in a knockdown drag out in the middle of the street. So she jumps in, thankfully. Like, I didn't have to go, like, go get him. Right. She's, like, trying to, like, push back the other girl. Like, go to the third, go to the sidewalk. But get in there. Get the back, get him. But I like it because I'll, like, he gets super high, and he's, the first question he always asks people is, like, am I detained? <laughs> and I noticed that, like, there's, so there's three officers touching him and, like, grabbing arms and stuff, and I kind of noticed that nobody was saying, like, stop resisting. Which I get if my recruit's not because she's brand fucking new and doesn't know anything. But the other two, I'm like, come on, guys. Right, yeah. Say some stuff. So I just look at it and I go, hey, you're under arrest. And in like a Kevin Hart voice, because he kind of looks like Kevin Hart. He looks up at me and he goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, no, no, you you are. You very much are. And, and what you're doing right now is resisting. And, and I'm going to need you to stop. Otherwise, I'm going to hit you because they're not hitting you. They're being very nice to you right now. Yeah. And then they get him in handcuffs, and he starts, like, kicking and stuff. And he ended up actually spitting on her. Oh, nice battery there. Did you guys yeah. – do you get felony for that? We It's in our books to get it, but we don't get it. No, we don't get uh, a felony on that one. It's a misdemeanor oh. uh, battery on a peace officer. He got three of those. He also kicked an EMT, and some of his spittle – uh, landed on the sergeant's boot. Okay. So it's good, good enough for me. Too. Right. Made contact. So, yeah. So it was good. Uh, it was fun. Um, it's just, uh, it, the whole case was really funny because like these two guys getting into, it's captured beautifully on camera. These two guys get into like a verbal kind of back and forth. And then the victim like kind of like pump fakes the dude, like he's going to hit him. And our guy just, quick as lightning one shot straight to his jaw and he goes stiff as a board falls over backwards wow on the cement or do you know those um those like animal beanies with the long ears yeah, that, yeah. like you, you put, put your, your hands, hands in them so he's wearing one of those and when he knocks Classic. him out goes gets on his bike goes to ride away says not nah, screw that comes back rides over him Uh-oh. oh <laughs> Goes over his chest and then onto his neck. Wow. And then just like rides off and then comes back and then they start fighting again. And then we show up. So he he's still in custody. Rode over him with a bicycle. <laughs> yes. It was it the best part of the whole thing is right after he knocks the dude out, there's a big fat security guard. He just turns around and walks away. He's like, fuck this. This is not my job. I'm out. <laughs> I don't like, get I don't, paid I don't enough. This. No. Yeah. So then so we dealt with that, and then we were trying to handle a um, a trespassing call at this uh, burned down property. Um, it's sitting vacant. There's um, a police officer for another agency that lives next door. Um, the owner of the home like passed away in the fire, so the family has it, and they're doing stuff with insurance, trying to get it all taken care of. And this burned out house just sitting vacant. So homeless people are trespassing in there, and it's causing all kinds of issues in the neighborhood. So we finally got to the point where we're like, no, anybody I contact there, they're going to jail. So we're sitting there trying to call this person out from the backyard when all of a sudden a uh, call comes out of a nine-year-old boy hit by a car. So obviously, fuck your trespassing. I, I'm going to that. Right. So thankfully, the kid's okay. Um, he, I guess he just got clipped. Because he was 
not looking before he crossed a busy street to run to soccer practice. Oh, so. man. Yeah, so I don't think he broke anything either, but, like, he's he's very fortunate. Yeah. But for a second there, like, everyone freaks out because you hear Otto versus Ped, and then you right. hear the Ped as a nine-year-old kid, and you're like, fuck! <laughs> go, go, go. So it was uh, it was eventful. We were dealing with the the dum 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 kind of yeah dum dum you give me gum gum uh the bike bandit as i'm calling him uh, there was a there's a shooting down in the the creek area that we couldn't go to because we had to sit on the uh the bad guy so you missed the fun at the gun yeah the shootout the, the gun stuff well i mean trying to find like having to go into these homeless encampments and try to find somebody that's been shot is no small task so yeah it's it's fun to try to use your brain to figure out where they are, <laughs> but that was uh, that was pretty much all the excitement for me. What about you, Mike? You have uh, fun and exciting things to talk about? A few, but at first I want to shut these doors to the shop. So give me, give me a second. Okay, okay, go, go do it then. And we've reached the point in the show where Mike runs away. Is he running away from his problems? Or is it something else? I don't know what the hell that was other than weird. And you we're back. You didn't fart again, did you? Well, I farted before you <laughs> got up, before okay. you took the headphones off. It was just the one that I that made me laugh was obnoxiously loud. Right. I just there was so much <laughs> noise, like ambient noise coming from out there cuz that's where the furnace is. I didn't want that to be disrupting the audio. I didn't hear any of it. Okay. Good. Uh, so you're weak. So, let's see. I got a whole shitload of stuff on here that I wanted to talk about over the time, over the, in the next few weeks. Uh, oh, I got in another chase. So part of the weekend, I'll talk about the weekend that made me not want to talk about work for a while. And then I'll get to other stuff down the road, down you know, episodes down the road. But the Friday night, I had the rookie last, a week ago Friday. He was riding with me for his one, one shift where I was going to be the main FTO. And I think his current FTO wanted him to see how other people police and handle stuff, you know. So I had grabbed him on a couple occasions on going out to calls, but I haven't had him for a whole shift. The fucking kid doesn't know how to stop driving, which is good for new people. But I'm like, dude. Take a fucking break. We don't have to drive around all night long looking for shit. We can sit for a minute and, like, run radar and do other stuff. But he just drives, drives, drives. He drove so well. We we have to report our mileage at the end of the shift. I don't know if you guys do. No. Okay, so when you come in and give your numbers, your numbers are mileage and then your count, how many stops, traffic stops, how many tickets, you know, citations, state citations, village citations, arrests, misdemeanors, all that bullshit. So he did so well riding with me. I carried 30 miles a night extra, and I kept passing it on to my car partner who's on the day shift. I'm like, all right, the kid drove this many miles, dude, so you don't have to go anywhere, basically, if you don't want to, and I'll still get 30 miles tonight, which means I won't have to drive around anywhere. <laughs> and my buddy Vince, who shares my car with me that works the day shift, he was being forced in because of overtime shortages, manpower shortages. So he was working two 18s in a row and then coming back to work and working. So 
basically handed him a bunch of mileage and said, you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. Just stay in the station and sleep. So that worked out well for him for the weekend. But on that Saturday and Sunday, you know, that Saturday night, he went back to his regular FTO for their last shift together before he started shadow phase in his own car, which was this past Wednesday and Thursday. And we were so fucking busy, swamped. Uh, At one point, we get a three-car DUI crash, and uh, it was a major intersection, and this guy was going westbound and went to turn northbound onto this main state highway. He must have been doing 45 or so. He doesn't exactly make the turn and goes over a huge concrete median and slams into two other cars, you know? So luckily, the rookie's there to take all this shit, so he's I rush over there. He asked for a PBT. I got to run back to the station, grab him a PBT, come back. He gets the, this DOI arrest. So he's tied up with his FTO on, an, on a DOI crash. Now, we only got four, four people and him. He doesn't count his manpower, right, because he's riding with his FTO. So we have patrolmen, three patrolmen and a lieutenant. The lieutenant was our sergeant. He's working overtime as a boss on the street <laughs> till like, one in the morning, then he has to come back and work the full day shift from seven in the morning till seven at night as the boss on that shift. Cause he just, all he likes to do is work overtime. So got the two guys tied up on a DUI crash. Uh, it's like we are running from 7 PM until it's like now almost midnight and I have to go get my coffee. I hadn't had coffee yet. It's midnight. I've been working for five hours, no coffee. That's bad. Um, so I'm pulling out to go get my coffee and something to eat, and I hear the lieutenant like, "I'm following a car westbound on such and such. Just blew past me. He's he's from this this street." And I'm like, "Shit, he's coming my direction, coming eastbound." I get to the driveway, of the police department. Phew! Car flies by, and there goes the lieutenant. Phew! And his unmarked car. I'm like, "God damn it!" Hit the lights, pull out. We chased this fucking guy. <laughs> Sorry, we followed. We followed this guy. Did you have a long eye? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I had a long eye. I also had a short eye. Um, I pull out with my lights on and I'm up to 80 in like two seconds and we're ripping through the city and dispatch asked the Lieutenant, are you chasing? And he's like, I'm not, I'm not pursuing. And he doesn't have his lights on. So I'm like, Oh, so I shut my lights off and now we're flying. We get in a big section of street where it's just forest preserves and, and we're moving and dispatch. Now I'm calling, taking over, right? Cause I'm giving out street locations and shit. So the boss could just concentrate on, driving and keeping up with them. So I'm giving out our position. And at one point dispatch is like, uh, 58, what's your speed? I'm like, um, 40, <laughs> like 10, 4, 40. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please don't pull the data. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that technology, Brandon, oh, but if they would like go, it. you know, this street, this street, this street, they could figure it out, you know, approaching Belmont, <laughs> approaching, you know, they it could. seems like you're going more than 40. <laughs> yeah. So, and we're, no, 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 I'm just behind. Right. I'm, and my boss, he's not going to say that we weren't. You know what I mean? He's, he's in. He's all in. I'm like, all right. And I know who I'm with, so I know I'm, I'm straight. And uh, at one point, he's like, we get dispatched back with us. and says Chicago had run that car, and it comes back to this address in the city, and the guy's a known gangbanger, and he's known to carry weapons and stuff in this car. So all I'm thinking about as we're still chasing this guy is. So this is how I get into my shooting. Yeah, this <laughs> is going to be a shootout, right? When the guy crashes, we're going to have a shootout. So at one point, he, we lose him. I mean, we're deep in the city, and he gets away. 
But we have his 28 as license plate information. So the boss says, notify Chicago, we're heading towards his house. I'm like, all right, here we go. We're going to his house. <laughs> so Sure, why not? Hey, what the hell? We're already down here. What the hell? And uh, there's a part of the city called Six Corners that's really cool. It's like three major intersections meet, and there's six actual corners there. It's pretty cool. So we're down by there. And uh, we get onto the street of this shitbag, and there's Chicago squads everywhere. They had sent numerous cars to this guy's house to help us look for this guy. We went, went up going on an alley, and uh, one of the Chicago gang unit guys gets out, and he meets us in the back. And he asked us what we want him for. And, you know, just what happened was my boss was driving in and unmarked, and the guy just flew right past him doing 60 and a 30, whatever it was. So the boss had lit him up, and the guy just continued to run. So we wanted him for just aggravated fling and eluding. We are going to tow his car. And the guy said, well, they just shot up his house yesterday. <laughs> We're standing in the alley. I'm like, nice. <laughs> Good. They then know who this guy is. So, like, he likes to hang out at this bar. It's right down the street over there. So, if you guys, if we don't get him here, you know, go check over there. So, we stuck around that area. Chicago helped us search. And then we couldn't find his car. So, we went down by the bar. And uh, it's funny. He's in an unmarked. I'm in a marked squad that says my town name on it. Everyone knows I don't belong in the area. It's not Chicago. I'm in Chicago. I'm driving my squad aggressively, like going through red lights and looking for people. So we get by the bar and we check the parking garage across the street. We couldn't find this car. So, so in the meantime, while all that's going on, so the two, the, the rookie and his FTO down on a crash, right? And me and my boss out of town, one guy left to handle calls and he gets the old, <laughs> Hey, uh, State police have a vehicle they need assistance on. It's on the state highway underneath the major expressway. So Dan's like, all right, I'll go assist them. It was an assist. Assist other agency. So Dan goes over there. This guy has taken, it's a major four-lane east-west road with a concrete raised median barrier. And the median's maybe, you know, I don't know, 18 inches high, whatever. The guy had driven up on the median like this, where he had two wheels on each side of the eastbound <laughs> lane and the westbound lanes, and apparently he was hammered. So Dan gets there, and the state's like, found you a DUI. No. Exactly, right? That's my, that's my <laughs> thought. So at one point, while he's out there talking to the state police, and my boss and I are in the city still looking for this offender, and the the two are at the, the PD with the drunk guy. They had placed the DUI arrest from the crash in the cell. And they were starting, you know, tickets and all that bullshit paperwork. When dispatch got on the air and said, check your prisoner, he's hanging himself with a shirt. So they run back there. He's, he's sure enough, he's hanging himself on the cells. He tied his shirt up and he's trying to hang himself. So they take his shirt away from him. And they throw him back in the cell. And then they go back to the squad room. And then Dan calls 10-8, which is done, um, up, available for service, 10-8 from the state police assist. So he calls 10-8. And like three minutes later, Dan gets back on the air and goes, punch a card for a DUI. So now he's taking the DUI from the state, and Dan didn't see the guy driving the car, didn't see him in the car, because when he pulled up, the guy was outside of the car. And I'm like, what? So now Dan's got a DUI? But fuck the state. What? 
so then Dan says, I need someone to transport for me because he's driving a squad that has no cage in it. So now the rookie and the FTO have to leave the PD and run over there to pick up Dan's prisoner because they have a squad with a cage. We're not even, we're still in the city. So they're out there. So the three of them are out there. And, and my boss and I are in the city. When dispatch gets on the air and goes, any units available? Your prisoner's hanging himself with his pants. Now no one's in the cell. And my boss, we're still heading back. And now he just hits his lights. I hit my lights. We're miles away from the station. So now we're flying back. And Dan, they just threw the drunk that was the state trooper guy drunk that pushed, got pushed off on Dan. They just throw him into the squad. And then everyone starts rushing back to the PD because there's no one at the PD. We don't have anybody at night that's there. So finally... They get there. They leave the prisoner in the squad car, Dan's prisoner. Everyone runs in. And my boss and I pull in maybe two minutes after everyone else got there. They had got him down, taken his pants away from him. Now he's in underwear. And now we got to call an ambulance for him because now he's got to go to the hospital because he's tried to kill himself three times or two times. And uh, that was how the night was all night, nonstop. We never got the guy that flew past the boss that we got in a chase with. He put a uh, warrant out for his arrest, and I think he's looking, been looking to get his car. Uh, but that night was, and it just carried on to the next night, and it was some more bullshit where I go to a juvenile, gets punched in the face by someone at a motel, one of our you know no-name motels where you just hourly rate bang job motels. And I pull up for the call. Now my other <laughs> buddy's our boss. He's working overtime from the other midnight shift because we didn't have a boss that night. And... uh this is where I started yelling at people. First, before I get that call to go for this juvenile who got punched in the face, I get a phone report. So the dispatch says, call this guy. He wants to report something. So I give the guy a call. And I've got no temper. I mean, I've got no patience at this moment from the weekend the way it was. And so here's what the guy says to me. Yeah, I want to report uh, a home invasion. Home invasion? What the hell happened? Tell me what happened. I was, uh, I was at my apartment, and my fiancé let her sister in, and then she had three guys with her who forced a way in, and they came into my house without me knowing or without me wanting them there. I said, well, what, your, your, your fiancé let them in. Yeah, but I didn't want them there. Okay, whatever. Continue. And then they came so, in. Semantics. Yeah. Then they came into my room, okay, and they threatened me. I go, oh, how did they threaten you? One of them said, he was going to go to Home Depot and get some get a zipper and come back and sew my mouth shut. And I said, I- I'm sorry. Do you reasonably believe that you're in fear of having your mouth sewn shut with a zipper as a battery or an assault? That would be an assault. Yes. I hung up on him. I fucking hung up on him. That's fantastic. <laughs> I go, you're full of shit. Click. I hung up. He called back. God damn it. I, I've never hung up on anybody that's wanted to report a crime ever. I just have had enough of the stupid bullshit. So he called me back. We had this huge discussion. I said, listen, I'm not doing a report for you. Your fiance, let them in. No, being in fear of receiving a zipper on your face is fucking idiotic. It's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. There's no report there. Are you that big of a pussy? <laughs> Well, that's where the conversation went. <laughs> so I go, kick their ass. 
What are you telling me? You're telling me three guys came in your house. Why didn't you call us then? They took my phone. I go, did you beat their ass? Oh, am I supposed to beat up three guys? I said, yeah, you're supposed yes. to beat up three guys. Right. And then he goes, how would you like it if I came to your house to force my way in? I go, I'd fucking shoot you. You'd be dead. I go, that's what I said. I go, I'd fucking shoot you in the face and you'd be dead. And he goes, oh, you can't answer me like that. And I go, no, no, you just asked me. You asked the question. I'll give what you the I would do and I would shoot you. He goes, what? Hit click. Then he hangs up. So then I go to the call for the kid who got punched in the face. And as soon as I show up, I see the fuck who it is. And a few weeks ago, we had a drug overdose in the woods where they were pumping water on the woman trying to revive her from the well. It's that fucking mm-hmm. woman and her son. And I, you're going to be fucking kidding me that I'm standing here with you now. Now what the fuck happened? And she's like, well, I went out drinking with this guy. I go, how do you know this guy? Well, I just met him. So you picked up a stranger in a motel while you have your 17-year-old son with you, and you went to bars. Okay, continue. And then this person was with me. I go, oh, that other drug bag. Okay, so you've got your son with these other drug users, and you're uh, Okay, then what happened? Well, then we came back here, and my son went to ask him for a cigarette for a light, for a cigarette, and, he, and the guy punched my son in the face. I go, all right, let me go. And she said, it's room 19. All right, wait for my sergeant. Let's go up to room 19. I go up to room 19. I'm knocking on the door. No one's in fucking room 19. The guy in 18 opens the door. He goes, can I help you? I go, I don't know. You know that person down there? Yeah, and I punched your son right in the face. <laughs> I go, all right, let me in. He goes, all right, come on in. Care to tell me more about that? I go, do you know you punched a fucking juvenile in the face? And he goes, no, I didn't. He's 18. I go, he ain't 18 for four more days. Well, she told me he was 18. I go, regardless, what happened? So he tells me. Kid was, like, being aggressive and all this other bullshit. So I'm like, my sergeant looks at me and goes, all right, I'll go talk to her about not pressing charges because she wanted to have this guy arrested for a battery against her son. And she's the instigator. And it's all time, he's telling me, while the son's up in his face, because the son thinks that the, this guy wants to have sex with them. And if you see these people, it would give you the biggest disgusted, grossed out. I mean, to be fair, he probably did want to uh, have yeah, sex Yeah, I know, but he, he was, I spent 200 bucks on her or whatever. And yeah. he, she's yeah, down he in the parking lot. At least a little tug. When the son's at the door and she's doing this, the whole slashing the throat thing in the background. And I'm like, these are the people you're, you must, just met this chick. Let me tell you, she was overdosing two weeks ago. And a call I had. And now you want to take her out to bars and drink with her. I go, so you're telling me she knows where to get the good yeah, shit? What the fuck's wrong with you? So the boss is down there talking to her. And the kid's getting looked at by EMS. EMS, by the way, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. They don't want to be up and take people to hospitals and shit because they're sleeping. And specifically, one person hates doing his job and taking anybody anywhere. So he's in the ambulance. He's all pissed off. The boss comes back up and says, no, we're good. We don't. Okay. So, so I tell this guy, listen, man. Stop punching juveniles in the face and find better people to hang out with. And he goes, well, I want to go to the hospital. I go, wait, you want to go to the hospital? Why? He goes, well, I'm bipolar. I'm not on my meds. I go, do you want to harm yourself? He says, no, I don't want to harm myself. Something just doesn't feel right. I go, okay, well, let me go clear the ambulance of these two idiots that I've been dealing with that you punched and his mom, and then I'll, I'll have you come down. He's like, all right. So I go back down to the ambulance, and they're letting the kid out with an ice pack. And I tell the guy in the ambulance, I go, hold on, I got one more for you. He's like, what do you mean? I go, well, now that guy wants to go to the ambulance. Oh, what the fuck? He starts, gets all pissed off. I go, hey, man, it's not my job. He said he wants to go to the hospital. You have to take him to the hospital. So I'll bring him down in a minute. He's like, oh, all right. And I looked at the woman, and I just lost my shit. I go, I'm so fucking sick of you 
being here with your kid, fucking 17 years old, you're putting him in all this bullshit. Now because of you, he got punched in the face by some fucking dude who you don't even know. I just went off on her. And then I just walked away. I felt really bad after about five minutes. I went back up to get this guy. I brought him down to the ambulance, got him on the ambulance, and as I was walking back to my squad through the courtyard of the motel, she's sitting up on the stairs just smoking. And she said, Officer, yeah, I'm sorry. I go, I'm sorry too. Called her by her first name. I'm sorry too, Jamie. I didn't mean to yell at you. I just wish you were doing better for your kid. And she goes, we're going back to such and such a town tomorrow. I go, Thank God. Get out of my town. <laughs> don't, don't do that, Jamie. Don't, don't give me hope. Stop teasing me. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, good luck to you. Please, please take care of yourself. I don't ever want to see ever you again. again. So who knows if they'll be back soon, which I'm sure they will be. They never left. I lost my shit twice. So then <laughs> later... That guy that I was dealing with with the fake home invasion, he calls. And I said to my boss, I go, I got no, I, I, he fucking called me. It wasn't even in my zone now. And I, I take the phone call again and I go, what, what? And he goes, you aren't taking my complaint seriously. I go, listen, he said that my sister, my you're girlfriend's right. sister grabbed my girlfriend. And I said, listen, if your girlfriend wants to file a domestic battery report against her sister, have her come in. You can't file a report for her. Well, then her sister touched me. Here we go. The whole fucking, I go, okay, now how did she touch you? He's like, I was laying naked in my bed with my sheet on, and she pulled the sheets off. I go, but you didn't tell me how she touched you. Well, she grabbed the sheet off me. So she physically didn't touch you. Well, she touched me when she grabbed the sheet. I go, listen, dude, I'm not taking this report. You want to come in here with your girlfriend when you get off work in the middle of the night? Fine. I am. Click. He hangs up. So I tell my boss, I'm like, you're going to get some idiot coming in here. He's going to tell you all kinds of stories. You deal with them. I'm done. He's like, all right. Sure enough, the guy's in the lobby with his girlfriend. You know, 7.58. I'm like, fuck. I'm already doing a report for something else. No. I go up to tell the boss. I go, all right. Um, dipsticks outside. I'm not taking this report. He goes, I'm in the middle of some tactical uh, investigation stuff here. I'm like, look at the computer. He's looking for Halloween decorations for his house. <laughs> I go, all right, Sarge, I'm just Rank telling has you. Rank privileges. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to deal with this guy because if, if I have to talk to him, some shit's going to happen. All right. So he took the report for me, or he, took, he went out to talk to these people. And then the guy, after all that bullshit on the phone with me, he goes, you know, I was talking to this other officer, Marazzo, yesterday. He's got, he's mean. He told me that he would shoot me if I broke into his house. And, and my boss goes, yeah, so would I. What's, what's the problem? Well, he also told me I should beat these guys up. Okay. Probably should have. Why didn't you? You let people come into your house and just push you around? Which they never did physically push them around. So he ended up just doing what's called a matter of record report for us. It's not an investigative report. It's not a report of an assault or a battery. It's an information report. It's an information-only like, hey, report. This, this person wanted me to know some things. Yeah, and I he's like, well, I don't things. want to sign complaints or anything. So now he's telling him he doesn't want to sign complaints. When we were adamant with me until I told him he should punch people in the face, then, you know, so... That's what, after all of that, I think I handled, went on 20 calls in two days, the last two days, myself, 20 calls, which for us is that's like it. a fucking lot. We don't have a city yeah, your size. A, yeah. I was like, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just watched The Gray Man. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. How was that? It's f- no. It's fucking brilliant, by the I way. I haven't had it. I haven't had like two minutes 
to myself in about three months. So, because I'm so mentally burned out and I got the big projects out of the way, Friday night after the Elton John concert, I did absolutely nothing. I watched Prey, which is the new Predator movie on Hulu. I then watched the... Oh, it's pretty good. Like, for a Predator movie. It's it's pretty cool thinking that way back in time in the 1700s, or 1870s, whenever he came, when it takes place, you know, he gets into a fight with some Native Indians, Native Americans. Um, So that was a pretty cool theory or idea. And then I watched The Gray Man, which is Chris Evans, and Ryan Gosling, who looks like he's been... He's the Hulk all of a sudden. He's huge. Uh, and it's directed by the Russo brothers who did Infinity War. Okay. And Endgame. So uh, it was very good if you get a chance to see. Anyway, I saw Bullet Train last night. Oh. Brad Pitt. And a uh, whole bunch of people in that movie that you didn't expect to see. But uh, yeah. it was that was pretty good too. But anyways, that yeah. was me un, not doing anything on Friday just to mentally get away from. But anyways, in the movie... Uh, Ryan Gosling's a contract killer, a gray man. Okay. He operates in between. I think it's based on a character in a book series. I think so too. I it's think. based on a book. Yeah. Yeah. But he says, you know, I actually have the book, the one girl that he's protecting. He sees, she sees him kill somebody. And at one point she makes a comment. She's had like a pacemaker put in and she's got all these medical tests and she gets, she has a, her defibrillator goes out one day and he has to rush her to the hospital. And he says, I'm sorry that you had to, this had to happen to you. And she goes, it's okay. It's just another Thursday for me. That's how miserable her life is medically. So then she sees him kill somebody. And at the end, she's like, I'm sorry you had to do that. And he's like, it's just another Thursday. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, it's a long roundabout way to get to that. But uh, if you get a chance to watch that at some point, you should. That's pretty good. I might have to check that out. Check that out. Check that out. That out. Uh-oh. You are echoing, echoing, echoing. I am. You did it three times. It echoed. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Did you push a button or something? I did nothing. That was hilarious. Okay. I grabbed my phone because I know we're going to do the sad stuff, and I want to confirm whether or not there's any canines. There's two canines. Oh, man. Yeah, two canines. So, all right. I'll. Yeah, Max and Frankie. Yeah. We're going to pick up at July 17th, I believe, for the officers. I'm. Looking at when we last recorded, and it wasn't that week, and it wasn't that. Yeah, so we recorded on the 18th. So, all right. Um, so we'll start this. For those of you that would like to go to the Officer Down Memorial page and follow along while we do this, please feel free to do so. Because we have so many this week, I'm going to list their names and their departments and end of watch dates and then uh, just the cause. And then if you want to find out more, you can go to the page and find out the, the details of their passing. From Jonesboro Police Department in Arkansas, Patrolman Vincent Anthony Parks, His end of watch was Sunday, July 17th, 2022, from a department-related illness. He was 38 years old and had served one month on the police department. From the North Kansas City Police Department in Missouri, 
police officer Daniel Vasquez, his cause of death was gunfire. He was 32 years old and had served two years at his department. From the Edmond Police Department in Oklahoma, Sergeant Christopher James Nelson, whose end of watch was Tuesday, July 19th, 2022, from an automobile crash. He was 38 years old and had served 15 years with his department. From Rochester Police Department in New York, Police Officer Anthony Patrick Mazikiewicz, this sounds familiar, uh, July 21st, his cause of death was gunfire. He was 54 years old and had served 29 years on his police department. From the Clark County Sheriff's Office in Ohio, Deputy Sheriff Matthew Yates, end of watch Sunday, July 24th, 2022, cause of death was gunfire. Deputy Yates was 41 years old and had served 15 years. From the Fairburn Police Department in Georgia, Sergeant John Harold Astry, end of watch Thursday, July 28, 2022, from an automobile crash. He was 54 years old and had served 17 years and six months his department. From the Clare County Sheriff's Department in Michigan, Mounted Deputy Nicole Schuff, end of watch Friday, July 29th, 2022, animal-related. She fell off her horse. She was 33 years old and had served two years for her police department. From the Smith County Sheriff's Office in Texas, Deputy Sheriff Lorenzo Bustos, whose end of watch was Friday, July 29th, 2022, from a vehicular assault. Deputy Bustos was 29 years old and had served two years and six months with his department. From the Spalding County Sheriff's Office in Georgia, Deputy Sheriff 2, Jamie Reynolds, End of watch, July 31st, 2022, from an automobile crash. Deputy Reynolds had served 27 years. His age is not available. From the Elwood Police Department in Indiana, Police Officer Noah Chinavez, his end of watch was Sunday, July 31st, 2022, from gunfire. Police Officer Shanavez was 24 years old and only on the job for 11 months. From the Wayne County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina, Sergeant Matthew Fishman, whose end of watch was August 2nd, 2022. Sergeant Fishman was 38 years old and had served 12 years in law enforcement. And from the District of Columbia Public Library Office of Public Safety, D.C., Special Police Officer 
Marisa Mannion. Her end of watch was Thursday, August 4th, 2022, from inadvertent gunfire. She was 25 years old and had served one year on the job. And now Brandon's going to have the canines for you. So we have canine Frankie, who was 10 years old and had been working for nine years, and his cause of death was uh, gunfire. And then K-9 Max, oh, I'm sorry, Frankie also, um, he was with the Massachusetts State Police. And then K-9 Max from the Lake Wales Police Department in Florida. Uh, Max was seven years old, doesn't say how long that he was a police dog, but he was also shot and killed in the line of duty. Uh, it makes it hard when we miss a week and so much stuff happens. I had a friend reach out to me in reference to the Indiana officer because that's not too far from us, you know, Elwood, Indiana. Yeah. And uh, he had texted me and asked if I had seen it. It was a traffic stop, and uh, you know, two in the morning and I'm like I I went and looked at the uh the uh, report and or you know the news story and just thought what the fuck is going on so anyways um all right that is this week's fallen officer segment and we're going to transition to uh better things I think I haven't talked to some Brandon. may even say pivot pivot Pivot! Pivot! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, see? We can we can somehow make laughter. Yeah, we have to, because the rest of it's all crazy. It's laugh bullshit. or cry. All right, laugh or cry. Pick one. So what? My buddy and I were talking last a couple of weeks, and like the two most tragic things in the world are the line of duty death of the guy that's just about to retire yeah. and like the rookie. Right. Welcome to law enforcement. You're dead. Or, hey, you're almost done with the career you've had. Oh, you've you're dead. Almost made it. There's the finish line. Just kidding. Right. You're dead. Yeah. Um, fuck. Hmm. All right. So uh, I do have a chance to go back to days and like <laughs> eight short months. It looks like. Yeah, but then you got to uh, keep working. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep working no matter what. It's just that yeah. do I want to work weekends and holidays still? Or do what I rather work Monday through Friday and have weekends and evenings off. You know, that's what it comes down to. That sounds to. better. That sounds better. Yeah, you know, I get 2.5% a year every year I stay added to my pension. But let's, you know, 2.5%. Yeah. If I keep getting Kitchen Island jobs, I'll make that in one <laughs> one gig. Yeah, seriously, you're, <laughs> you're not going to need it. <sighs> so, I don't even know what, making yeah, I don't know what kind of, of projects show, right? that you've been working on. So I I actually have some that are we've started kind of storing some of the signs up here. So we made oh, excellent. we've made more signs. Giddy up. Sign me up. That was a good one.
So this one, uh, this one's actually already bought and paid for. It's getting delivered. I don't know. The next time I see my mama. So I can see, I can see half of it. No. There we go. Do not. So it's be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Romans twelve twenty one. Yeah. So this is one of the Bible verse signs that we were making that are now listed on the Etsy page. Excellent. And that is that pine, uh-huh. um, pine uh, plywood or pine board? Yeah. It's just uh, plywood, laser okay. engraved, and then some uh, pine one by twos for the border. And then uh, we actually got uh, hit up by a homeschooling family to make another sign. Excellent. Uh, this one's an Abe Lincoln quote. Abe Lincoln. Would, whatever you are, be a good one. Is that what it says? Whatever you are, be a good one? Yeah, it says whatever you are, be a good one. Excellent. Bye. Abraham Lincoln said that. Now, did you guys make that stencil on the uh, cricket and then put it on the wood and hand paint that? That's final. Or it's final. Okay. Because I, yeah, I know there's so two ways to do it. So, Yeah, so that's that uh, Abraham Lincoln one was all vinyl. Okay. Um, and then the Bible verse was all laser engraved. Cool. Very cool. So I've been working on that. And then stack those back in the corner. Uh, and then my younger sister, or one of my younger sisters, is getting ready to move into her dorm room. And she wanted these. They're called propagation stations okay i don't know what what it is yeah she sent me a picture and said can you make this and i said yes of course you did it's basically (laughs) because we don't know how to say no (laughs) no well and it's i mean it was really easy to make it was really just you take a basically just a chunk of wood cut out a little groove in it for this test tube that sits in there that she can put plants in and stuff and then okay drill a couple holes, throw some, you know, string through there, tie it off so it can get hung up on the wall. Okay. And I made like six of those for her. So wow. probably take some photos of those here in the next couple of days and probably list those too, because why yeah. not? It's you, pretty no, simple. <laughs> right. Everything should be listed on your Etsy yeah. page. And then, uh, I got two random Etsy orders for okay. some, uh, two of the, uh, empty tombs. Oh, awesome. Good. So I had actually thrown those up around Easter, like just super late, and they sold really well. And like not just really well by my standards, but like within like two weeks, I sold like 12 units. Wow. Uh, so it's by far the best-selling thing I have on Etsy. So I was actually thinking about taking it down because it's been a while. It's more you know, geared towards Easter. Yeah. It's kind of a niche thing, so like, ah, maybe I just deactivate it, and then within like a couple of days, it's like, no, two orders, two. Cool. I'm like, oh shit, all right, maybe I just leave that up there then. Yeah, I mean, so, for pennies a month to list it, the one yeah, you sold probably cents. pays for the whole year listing. If yeah. you think about it that way, so, so just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it was encouraging because I've been getting a little kind of down on the Etsy stuff, and and granted, I'm not doing a lot to really get it moving but it was it was really refreshing to to get kind of two organic orders like that just yeah. out of nowhere and then um 
I'm a fil- I'm an affiliate. I think I mentioned it in the in the pre-show. I have an affiliate thing now. That's very cool. I've been uh, approved Woo-hoo. as an Ortor affiliate. Very good. So there's a a link coming that will be in my bio that you can click. That we'll also Ortor's share site. on our YouTube channel. Yeah. That will take you to Ortor's site where you'll be able to get their new Laser Master 3. Yes. What can I do with that? Cut. You can cut more All right. thicker stuff, and you can do it faster. Excellent. So, Are you going to be buying cool. one for yourself? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get the Laser Master 3. Um, that one is kind of pricey. Okay. It's it, I think for like I think it's like six hundred bucks right now. Do they now. give you a discount? I do not get a discount. Mm. I do, however, if you do use my link, I do get a commission on it, which is nice. Um, and you, it's not just on a laser; it can be their accessories and stuff like that. So if you need the the roller, you can go ahead and yeah. use that that affiliate link to go ahead and get that. Um, I am actually thinking of getting a second laser. I'm thinking about getting a ten watt one. Okay. that Ortor has. Um, and typically with these things, I have the 15 watt now, but that's the input. Yeah. What uh, actually not the comes output. out of, yeah. What actually comes out of the laser is like one and a half Watts. Oh, so I really can't cut anything. Okay. Um, but this 10 watt laser that they have is a true 10 watt, 10 watt out, 10 watt output, 10 watt output. Okay. So you can cut through, I think it's like three quarter inch uh, wood and like one inch acrylic, which is crazy for a diode laser. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't So oh, my diode laser that I got, that Niji one is just a small little, I think it's a 30 watt. Yeah. I don't even know, but that the yeah. output isn't. Yeah. The output is, is definitely not 30 yeah. watts. I don't know what I... Um, I have to ask David Franklin because I haven't, yeah, I'd, haven't I'd, fired I'd it up yet. Up to get it. <laughs> Damn it, I haven't fired that up yet. Well, I mean, if you don't want it, I, I might just take it. I could, I could take it off your hands. No, no, I, I just need to get it up and running. Now that I have no major projects going on, I'll, it'll, you know, within the yeah. next month, I should get it, it tested it, out. And I don't know about the, the Niji or whatever the hell it's called, uh, how user-friendly it is, but I mean, if you're using Lightburn, um, yeah, Lightburn I downloaded Lightburn. I, I bought Lightburn, I should say. For two computers. Yeah, um, nice. You told me uh, I should do yeah, it out so, in the garage, though. Yeah, or anywhere that you're going to have it's gonna be ventilation. Because it's going to let Gases. it's going to have smoke or something like that. Yeah. Um, depending on what you cut. So I do mine in the garage with the big door open and then my Ryobi fan blowing okay. the, uh, the stuff towards the opening. It would suck in but the winter, did, but whatever. That's probably yeah. when I'm going to be able to use it by the time I get around to it. Well, they they make enclosures for those things now, like even the desktop ones. Oh. So you could, like, bring it inside, yeah. run, like, ducting to your window. Yeah, I got a little window right there. And then just, yep. And, and I got bench space available over there. Perfect. See, it sounds like that should be the spot to go. I think it might be. I just have to and you could use, build a little extension on the front of the bench so it's deep enough. You could use my affiliate link to buy the Ortor enclosure. Hmm. I might want to even just look and see what that is. So they, it's basically a little, this is going to sound stupid, but an enclosure. <laughs> no, I mean, can I build <laughs> one? It, yeah, the people build one. I think King Gubby like designed and built kind of one that they sell on their, on their site. 
Um, but now Ortor's come out and they've actually made an enclosure that I think all you just need is some sort of pump, like kind of a vacuum pump to get it out, to get all the fumes out. Well, wouldn't it and come you just with run that? Ducting. Well, yeah. I mean, the enclosure, if you buy it, but yes, you could build an enclosure. Oh, there are plans for all you would an, need. An enclosure. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, here's, it looks like it has, um, oh, like a, one of those orange top. Oh, that's a different engraver cover. So, yeah, I guess there are numerous plans out there on how to build one. But if you find yourself short on time, you can always just buy one. Yeah, I'm always, I'm big on just buying shit because I don't have a lot of time. So (laughs) I'll buy stuff before I'll sit and build it because it's just, it's, you know. Oh, it's a metal enclosure. Yep. It's $309. Yeah. But (laughs) can you really put a price on your lung health? No. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. But then uh I've also seen I saw something uh on it well a couple of things on Instagram this week. Uh one of them was uh, it's a page I think it's called Hang Up Art. This dude does incredible sign work. Okay. And I always thought he had like a CNC or at the very least a scroll saw. Yeah. Apparently he does all his cutting with a oh. jigsaw. Oh. A jigsaw. And does I mean phenomenal stuff. That's he posted amazing. something where he's like, I do all my cutting with a jigsaw and like, I'm going to take him at his word, but like, right. God dang. Wow. It's pretty good. So I'm looking I think at the- I was thinking about printing out some stuff and trying to make my own sign and, and using like my jigsaw to try to do the, the curved cuts. Okay. I don't know if I, I hate my jigsaw. I have a jigsaw. That's a skill jigsaw from 1994. I hate it. I need to buy an updated jigsaw. See, I have a uh, a cobalt one. When I was kind of buy- drinking the cobalt juice with their XTR line, and yeah, before they pulled the rug out from under me with Flex, right? Um, but it's a great little little jigsaw. It's worked fine for me. So I just got. I want to go get a couple more scroll blades for it, and then okay, see see what I can come up come up with. I was thinking about doing like a Giants themed like home plate with the SF in it. All right. Yeah, I want to make a white sock. I want to make so many things for my. There's a. I want to make lots of things. I got a list all the as things. Long as, you know, your Johnson. <laughs> that needs to be a. To make and I just that's short, huh? Yeah. I keep adding shit to it too. You know, I'm uh. Just making a list of stuff that I want to build, and I just. Well, it's not my turn yet, so I'll tell you when I. No, it's okay. I'm done. That's all I had. All right, I'm looking. I'm, oh, wait, no, last thing. I finished the kitchen, the last two pieces. I saw the video or the pictures in. you posted, man. It looks wonderful. Good job. So I'm incredibly happy to be done with that portion of the kitchen. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I am very happy for you. Yet you don't have that hanging over your head anymore, you know? Yeah, so now we have to paint and then do flooring. Oh, yeah, I still got all that shit to do. Yeah, that's not happening until after the new year. So for flooring, are you going to do like a ceramic tile or are you going to do... No, um, we're going to oh. do vinyl plank flooring. Okay. All right. So it's going to just be sitting on top of the existing tile and eventually we will refloor the rest of the house. Okay. But I that to, is... I know, I'm looking at, you know, when I do the kitchen, refinishing all my hardwood... By myself, which is kitchen, 
eating area, family room, foyer, hallway, bathroom. I'd have to pull the toilet, take off all the base shoe I've put down already, rent one of those big-ass sander things. How, and probably one day of sanding, right, maybe? No, yeah, not a <laughs> How long could it take? I was watching yeah. Nick from Stated Woods. He was doing some flooring, and uh, he they're refinishing their floors. And then I saw him. He's like carrying a bucket, and then he drops a thing of stain on the floor. He's like, oh! and he's like trying to rub it out. And he's like, well, that's not coming out. But then he meant to do it. So then he was just putting on the stain with a big. And that's a okay. lot of work. But uh, jeez, I, my needs to be done. So I'm at the point where when I pull the kitchen base cabinets out that form the U because I'm, I'm going to get rid of that bump out. If there's still yeah. hardwood under it and it looks completely different than the hardwood that's surrounding it, then I might be forced to actually finish the floors before I put new cabinets down, you know? So I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Yeah. So, all right. So I was looking at your Ortor enclosure thing, and it says it only works for the Ortor Laser Master 2. No. So I don't know oh, if crap. mine would fit in there. All I would have to do is measure. The, and it has its own exhaust fan on it, so you just put the uh, tubing yeah, on you your just, window. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if what the size of the laser is that fits in it, because this little Niji, you know, it's small. It's 36 inches wide, I think. Somewhere yeah. around there. It's pretty wide, but not very deep. I'll just make a box one. I think you buy one of those small fans from somewhere, like a computer fan, basically. Yeah. That's what it looks like in that picture there. Make my own if I don't want to do it in the wintertime. Yeah. You know, when I redesign the whole shop and yeah, expand, you know, you know I'll have a spot for everything. Just get right on that. Yeah. I'm on it. So I actually yeah. um, just made a sale. On Etsy. Ooh. Yeah, a couple of days ago, someone bought one of my, my Marines uh, bottle opener. Okay. The one I did for Eric at Valhalla. Uh, okay. The blue with the red blood stripe in the middle and the sergeant. and the, So she said, I want this. I'm like, cool. And then I said, what's the rank? And she's like, E7. And I'm like, oh, because the bottle opener itself is just the sergeant stripes and then the rifles. There's no other, you know, bars below it or anything. It was just the basic, mm -hmm. which I think you can use for anything really. But so I looked up E7 and it actually has like two rockers. Well, I looked up something that showed three rockers under the stripe. So then I sent her, I mocked it up on the computer, sent her an image of it. She's like, no, it looks more like this. So she sent me a picture of him. And then she said, he's a gunny sergeant. <laughs> I was looking on his uniform. He's got the pin on his lapel, you know. But it, it's black, a black pin on the dark camel uniform. It's kind of hard to see. So then she said gunny, and I'm like, all right. So then I look up gunny, and then I see it's two rocker bars with the guns in the middle. So I found on Etsy a whole armed services rank insignia digital file. SVG, yeah. Every one of them. Four bucks. It, including Space Force? Including Space Force. Fuck yeah. So I bought That's it awesome. for $4. So then I sent her a mock-up, and now we figure it's it out. Money well spent. Yeah. So with the two rockers, and the and I did a little bit of editing with the um, 
with the file to eliminate all the little lines that would be inside the rifles and everything that would just be confusing for the CNC, you know? So I just cleaned it up and I sent her a picture this morning. Is this lit? And she's like, Oh my God, that's perfect. So I asked her, do you want anything engraved on the back? Because now since I had a bottle opener, um, Iron Man bottle opener ordered and someone wanted, I love you 3000 engraved on the back. I figured I'd ask my clients, do you want a message put on the back? So she wants his initials and then his service date, you know, dates from 2001 yeah. 2001 to 2023, whatever. So we got that all mocked up. I just have to cut the wood for it and then start the painting and stuff. And then uh, finishing up three stars, police stars, um, engraved and gold painted because one's for a chief and two are for deputy chiefs. So I got that going on, that almost done. I just have to paint the sides of the star now. I engraved them over the past 10 days. Last night I uh, painted the gold. And tonight I'll paint the black around on the sides of the of it, um, so that'll be done. And uh, I started resurfacing my assembly table, as I told you in our pre-show on Instagram Live. I had all kinds of paint and stain and glue and stuff on here, and it seems like every year to eighteen months I'll sand it down completely, and then I'll put an oil-based polyurethane over it because everything seems to scrape off of that really well. I haven't tried water-based. I don't even know if it'll work the same but i had told you i wanted to think about maybe doing an epoxy layer on it and you were kind enough to tell me that you would you have a piece of epoxy countertop left over that you are going to put glue on and paint and stain and then see if it comes off and if it does i might pour a very thin layer of epoxy over this um, table because i want to i painted a blue line down the middle i want to paint the top and the bottom part black I want to put my logo on it and my website so when I'm doing stuff on YouTube, you can see it. Or when I'm assembling stuff, it shows. You know, like Jason at Marksman has on his table. He's got his Marksman yeah. logo. And I think um, Jonathan has it too. JR Back has his logo on his table. I think it's- I actually was thinking about doing that, just taking my, my little laser, setting it on top there in the middle, and just let it go. Yeah, burn <laughs> your logo into your table. That'd be pretty cool. So I'm uh, working on those things. And I had uh, my Brunt work Brunt workwear. You know, they gave me the boots to try yeah. out. Yeah, I remember. Well, they've now given me um, a discount code for anybody listening that wants to buy any Brunt work gear or boots or pants or shoes. Uh, that's a ten dollar off first purchase of boots and apparel. Uh, ten bucks. Uh, the code is M. WW10, Maraza Woodworking 10, MWW10 for 10 bucks off. Um, if you guys want to check that out, I don't, I do not have an affiliate program with them. I'm not making any money on that. I like their product. If uh, I'm going to actually order a pair of pants myself, but if you uh, are interested and you want to save 10 bucks, uh, check them out. And then I had a boot company called Ever Boots. They reached out to me, wanted to send me some boots, see if I'd, uh, review them and check them out. And I, I didn't even answer them. I looked them up on, uh, online, watched a couple YouTube videos of people that had tried their boots and a couple guys that just do boot reviews like Joe boot review. And, uh, yeah, they said they're, they're, they're soft and they're at least a less expensive version of a, a work boot that are, you know, okay. But I'm like, I don't need to go down any more rabbit holes with yeah. these, you know, businesses reaching out to me. Um, I did find out that the lock system I installed and did the video for, which is on YouTube now, 
it's not holding the memory. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there any update on that? Well, I still haven't taken it off, and that's what I'm going to do. I emailed them. Remember, I, I just emailed them yeah. the other day. said, listen, your lock is not holding a memory, and anybody else that has this lock in their home can actually get into my home with the preset code from the factory. I will not be keeping this lock. And then they emailed me back and said, can you please videotape yourself programming a lock so I can get it to our development, research and development, and let them know. And I, and I just simply got back to them and said, listen, I programmed it as per the instructions perfectly. The way it's listed out is how I did it twice. I'm not going to videotape that because it's, I'm following your instructions. And it worked for a day, and then it lost the code, even put new batteries in it. So now I want to take it out, and I'll probably do that probably Wednesday. So uh, I didn't. I just sent that email yesterday. I'm not going to go through me filming how I'm programming it when I'm programming it per the instructions. Just read your instructions. That's how I did it. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know what I'm doing. And it worked. So the update video should be pretty good. <laughs> That'll come out at some point next month. Maybe I'll do one. Uh, I should film myself. You know what I'll do? I'll take the footage and just reverse it. Yeah. And me taking it off. Instead of <laughs> I'll just show me taking off. Put it I'll just reverse the Do video. Do it in like a time lapse. Yeah, yeah, time lapse. And then backwards. And then record scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then back up. And then yeah. you into a field. Like a field of grass. And yeah. It, and then, yeah, just throw it in the field and then just start beating the crap out of it. Okay, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> burglars love this lock. Number one ranked amongst yeah. burglars. Number one ranked amongst burglars. They hate Nine simply safe, burglars, but they love this, this lock. lock. Yeah. So, uh, and then yesterday I unboxed all my surf prep stuff. I filmed it. I'm, I was going to do a YouTube video for each thing. And I thought, you know, that's really time consuming and I don't have time for that Just shit. One. So I did one uh, portrait style, you know, IG style um, video from across the bench just of me unboxing and putting the vacuum together and then unboxing the sander and what's inside of it. No words, not speaking. None of that stuff. Just going to play it. I'll put some, type some words on the video. And then because I looked it up, in the instructions for the vacuum before you put it together, there's a QR code that says, before you unpack your, your vacuum, follow this QR code. And it's Skyler, the owner of Surf Prep, actually showing you how to unpack the, the vacuum. Why do they need me to say it? Skyler does a good job of it himself. So... I'll just put that link in the video. If you want to see the owner do it, this is how the owner did it. But uh, It's so easy, even the owner can do it. Yeah. It's so cool because when you turn the vacuum on, first of all, I put my headphones on so I can listen to music, and I put on my Basecamp mask, 10% off at Basecamp.com. Um, and I was standing the table, and I couldn't hear the vacuum because not only because I had headphones on, but it's so much quieter than that relic I have of that's the, you know, the shop vac. Yeah. Uh, and when you, sh I got it set up on automatic. So as soon as you key up the sander, it turns on. And then it's seven seconds after you shut off the sander, it'll shut off. And then it, it bangs the filter. You hear a thud thud. <laughs> so it's constantly cleaning. It's a self-cleaning system. 
So I'm really excited Fantastic. to use it more on actual projects like wood stuff, not just my table. Uh, and I just I didn't try your um, three by four. I just used the five inch that I the five inch sander that I got, and I used two different pads. I used a, a, a uh, I told you I picked the five inch sander instead of the six inch because I have a shitload of five inch discs that I got, and I didn't want to have to then buy six inch. But there's only five holes in that sander in the orbital sander, and they're not exactly in the place where the holes are for the other types of sanding discs I have. So like only three holes were getting suction. It seemed to work and it was drawing the dust out fine. It was fine. That's why I like using the Evernet stuff from uh, Diablo. It's a mesh stuff? Yeah, Di- the Diablo sand net. Just numerous holes? It uh, It's that Evernet kind of style sandpaper where there are no like dedicated dust collection holes. It's a... Basically like a mesh. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's suction. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So I've got literally hundreds of, I got sanding discs I got to go through. So I'll, before I even and use. When, when your sandpaper gets clogged, you just take it off there. You take a little air compressor, put it back on there. Hmm. All right. Lasts twice as long. They, they, I bought the kits for the, um, you know, the sanders I get. I bought the actual kit. So it comes with a shitload yeah. of their stuff. And I yeah. didn't know that the orbitals had the soft foam. They have they have that too. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm giddy. You like I'm telling you, it's look, sanding will never be awesome. There's no way you can make it awesome. But so much. But better. surf prep makes it not suck. Yeah. And that I have a coupon code coming from them. So I think I chose Bookham. I don't know if I told you. Since it's handcuffs and sawdust. So, like, throw back to Hawaii Five O. Book them, Dano. Yeah. Just book them, Dano. Book them will be the coupon code, I think. Unless she said name it, I'm like, okay, book them. <laughs> we'll see if it, what happens. But I wanted to keep it law enforcement related. I finished the bat display case, the baseball bat display case. I'll be posting some pictures. It was really hard to shoot pictures of it. We're gonna get going in a second. Um, it's so fucking big that if you shoot That's in portrait style, you're like 18 feet away from it just to get it in the frame. So I took a few landscape pictures of it, and uh, I don't know. I'll, it looks good. I, there were some imperfections I didn't like about it because I can see them. Like, you cut the oak for the door, and then, you know, it yeah. decides to warp. So when after you band, you use the band clamp to put it together, you got one of the 45s, you know, is you had a gap there. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So I squeeze glue in there, then I put the bar clamp on and I squeeze it together, and then I let that sit for a day, and then... Now the door, which was cut to length, is an eighth of an inch bigger on each end. Just overhang. And I'm like, what Just the fuck? Did you water it? I'm so glad it's gone. It's gone. He picked it up. I was putting it in his sister's Jeep. I banged it off the side of the fucking top. It's so heavy. <laughs> this thing's solid oak. And it's huge. <laughs> it's heavy. He's like, I had it bubble wrapped, and I banged it off her. The sister's Jeep, he's like, oh, don't worry, that's the plastic. I'm like, okay, stick it in the back seat. I'm like, please have someone else younger take it out for you. He's like, okay. Well, he gave it to his nephew, and he hung it up, and he loves it. And it's got, you know, to me, it's got imperfections, but they love it. So I'm like, okay, it looks cool. I, I learned a lot. tagging Schwarber in, in one of I know, the, uh, and I, I thought that was so cool that you did that, and I don't even think he notices. So, Hey, 
You never know. No. Maybe you'll get like a message like, hey, dude, that's super cool. Here's some free stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. So that's that's. And done. then I'll be like, damn it, I should have tagged him like right, all the time. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got, man. A lot of stuff going on here. And now I'm just looking to do some shit that I want to do. That's why I'm attack, attacking this uh, shop project here before I go on to anything else. I think that's important to do. And it's like just every now and then just do something for for me for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I want this. I'm going to build it. Right. So I want to cut the wood for that bottle opener before I finish, you know, starting to do the second coat of paint on this yeah. table because it's going to get dusty. So tonight I'm going to do that. I'm going to cut out, cut the wood for the bottle opener and then wipe down the table and start painting the table. So if you find out about your epoxy, you know, project, let me know how that goes. Yes, I will update. I am curious. So I know it's been a while since we did like a maker. Shout out. Shout out thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think this one's worthy. Um, so I've been following this lady. I'm uh, just more or less the whole family uh, for a few months now. Uh, the Instagram handle is dang DIY home. Um, it's phenomenal, you know, work that she does, but also she's been, uh, documenting her family's journey, uh, with a young child who has cancer. Oh no. And they've, it's been a struggle for them. They've tried everything. A few months ago, it basically came down from their doctors that, hey, we've done everything. You can continue to try and treat it and throw Hail Marys up there, and it's going to suck for them. Or you can enjoy the time that you have left. Oh, no. Um, so they've been doing a lot of trips. They went to Disney World. They went uh, a bunch of other places. And the thing that's really awesome is somebody set up a GoFundMe, and it's been more or less paid for by the maker community. Okay. Um. And then uh, it, and she's been sharing stuff. She's been sharing the ups and the downs of um, young Chase's journey. And unfortunately, last night, uh, Chase passed away. Oh. And I can't imagine what they're going through, but uh, they have handled this entire thing with a level of uh, grace that I just can't fathom. So. I know they're hurting. Um, I doubt they listen to this show, but I'm just checking out. Her it was page just one right of here. those things that, you know, you, you see stuff on there. And a lot of times we see each other as just uh, content creators or just, you know, it's a, an Instagram profile. Right. Um, but there's real people behind it with real issues and real struggles. So, well, good call by you. I thought they were, I thought it was very worthy for them to get the get the shout out. Is that the only page uh, they have? Because I think there's uh, one specifically dedicated that was following like kind of Chase's okay, uh, journey. I, I'm looking at their dang DIY homepage. They haven't posted since May 13th. Yeah, so a lot of it is in her stories. Oh, okay. Um, I got you. And then I don't know if I think. Update is yeah. So she has a. I see now the little story summations. The one yeah. titled update tells okay. you just about everything you need to know with uh, with Chase, and it's you know, it's heartbreaking. He's just a little boy that was 
just full of smiles and happiness and it was really sad. All right, thanks for bringing us back down. That's what I do. Sometimes you bring us down, sometimes I bring us down. Normally it's your thing, but in an episode 50 twist, I come in with the really, really dark, depressing shit. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. It doesn't always have to be me, thank God. So, yeah, it's okay. I cried today. When you were on the field at the Giants Park? No, no, no. So, um, I think I mentioned it. I can't remember if it was the Instagram or the pre show or what. Um, I was able to find, so the stadium opened in, in 2000, right? Yeah. You said when you went to go sit up in your, your seats where you sat with your grandpa? Yeah. Is that so you're... my grandpa passed away like eight years ago, something like that. Uh, but he and I were incredibly close and I'm like, we would go to baseball games together. One of the proudest moments in my life was I had actually saved enough money to where I bought Giants Dodgers tickets and uh, took him and we sat 12 rows behind home plate and it was i mean the giants were horrible the like those years it was like 08 um but no i sat down it was the weirdest thing because like i'm not like super emotional guy oh i am i like there are certain things that i get super choked up about um but we were kind of walking along the arcade there like where uh, McCovey Cove is and along the right field wall. And it, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, that's where those seats were. I'm like, hey, look, guys, look, I want to show you where the very first seat I sat at in the stadium. We walked over, and I found the exact section, and I sat down, and then, like, instantly I was like, <laughs> so I sat there for, like, five, ten minutes and, like, had a moment. Yeah. <laughs> but that was really nice it was it was a good little moment because I still remember a shit ton about the game I remember LeVon Hernandez was the starter that day Levon. he threw six no hit innings money. before he gave up his first hit Yeah, and then it's the only time I've ever heard Dusty Baker boot in San Francisco when he came to take him out <laughs> And then I remember Rob Nen came in in the ninth inning because that was a thing to smoke on the water and close it out. Fourth of July win. I can't remember who they played, but I remember they won. That's cool. (laughs) So it wasn't the Dodgers. No, it wasn't the Dodgers. So the first game wasn't wasn't the Dodgers. Okay. And we sat up on the right field thing. I was like 13. It's 2000. And then like eight years later, I'd saved up some money. Stop. Yeah. 13. So I had saved up money. Oh, my God. And then took my grandpa to a game in, uh, like, 08. Okay. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh, um, while we're, before we go, I got a call from Uncle Harold the other day as I'm pulling into the driveway at the end of my sh- crazy weekend. <laughs> He's like, and he doesn't even say hello. He said, that, it's not like, hey, Mike. He said, right off the bat, I go, hello? And he's like, I don't... You have to send Brandon a picture of me. I don't think he knows I exist or something like that. And I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, I don't think he's he thinks I'm, up. he doesn't think I'm real. I go, he knows you're real. And he goes, you need to send him the picture of us when I was riding along with you. Cause he did a ride along with me many years ago and I gave yeah. him a vest and stuff. It was awesome. And uh, I go, no, he knows you're real. Is this in reference to the contest? 
Because Brandon said, you don't contribute to the show, so you can't be a contestant in the contest. <laughs> it wasn't that he doesn't think you exist. He knows you exist, but you just don't contribute to the show as far as sending in a question to be part of the contest. So he wanted me to send you a picture of him to, so you know he's real. I know you're real, Uncle Harold. We're <laughs> friends on Facebook, damn it. All right, Although that? Mike could have a dummy account. I think I'm <laughs> maybe, a dummy. So maybe it's an elaborate it's, ruse. It's an elaborate ruse, yeah. <laughs> so with that, let's get out of here, Brandon. All right, send questions to handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM Mike at Moraza Woodworking or me at Full House Woodworking. That's it. Let's leave. Yeah, I think we're done. You did right. the best today, Mike. Uh, I did the best today? You did the best. Okay. You did the best. Yay. Thanks for listening to episode 50. <laughs> Watching us on YouTube. Like, share, save. Forward. Ring bells. Ring bells. Tell your friends. Hell's bells. Good concert. Be safe Good on home. the street and in the shop. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>